You're listening to the Real Health Podcast series Wednesday Wake Up Call, your weekly sneak peek at the morning routines of our Real Health Podcast community. It's time to put in a wake-up call to today's guest. Hello, my name is Madison Don't and this is my morning. I'm so excited to hear about Mad's morning routine. Let's start with what she does the night before to prep for an amazing morning. In order to ensure that my morning is everything that I want it to be and that I'm waking up energized, I really need to prioritize what I'm doing the night before as well because it's not just the quantity of sleep that is important, but it's also the quality of sleep. So I also make a huge effort to ensure that my melatonin production which is our sleep hormone, is at an all-time high a couple of hours before I go to bed, which involves reducing the blue LED lights and also just having a real calming environment in my house. So maybe lighting some candles and just taking some time for myself. I also calculate how many hours I need. So I need eight hours of sleep to be a functional human. So if I'm going to wake up at say seven o'clock then I really need to be in bed at 11 at the absolute latest but usually I try to be asleep by 10 and I know in myself that when I get to bed I don't just hit the pillow and fall asleep straight away so instead of getting frustrated at myself for this I have learned to work with it so if I want to be asleep by 10 p.m then I really need to be in bed at the latest at 9 p.m I don't always just chill in bed for an hour before going to sleep, but at least it gives me that leeway so that I'm not going to bed too late. And it also makes sure that I'm not rushing before bed and I'm really staying nice and calm and ready to fall asleep when I am ready. So in that time, I will maybe be on my phone, making sure to wear my blue light blocking glasses, but I'll just be replying to messages or um, also making sure to write a to-do list in the notes on my phone, just so that when I wake up, I know what I want to get done. Um, I know roughly how long it's going to take me and it kind of keeps me focused and accountable rather than just waking up and doing the tasks that I feel like, especially working for myself from home. And then once I turn off the light and I'm ready to fall asleep, I will ask Alexa to play some ocean sounds because it makes me feel like I'm falling asleep by the beach, which I just find to be super relaxing. That sounds delightful. I asked my Google to play rain sounds. So definitely on the same wavelength there. Let's chat about what time Mads wakes up. So in the morning, I love to get up and out of bed at 7 a.m., but I am someone who can't just get up on the first alarm. I do need to set a couple of alarms or I have really been enjoying listening to a morning guided meditation. So what I will do is I'll set my alarm for 6.45 and then at the first alarm, I will roll over. I'll go on my Insight Timer app, which has some really good meditations and I will search for what I think I need for the day, whether it is a meditation to reduce procrastination or to increase focus or motivation, maybe a meditation to reduce self-doubt, whatever I feel like I'm needing in that moment when I wake up. And then what I will do is set that meditation and I will then lie on my back, close my eyes and listen to it. It's usually around 10 to 15 minutes long. 
And then after I listen to that meditation, I will roll over again and grab my thermometer that's beside my bed and take my temperature, which is super important if you are tracking your hormones and tracking your cycle, like I love to teach women how to do. Love a guided meditation first thing in the morning. It is something that I am really trying to create habit-wise. So thank you for that little boost of motivation there, Mads. What happens next? Once I then get up out of bed at around 7am, I the first thing that I will do is that I will go and let my adorable puppy toy Cavoodle out of her crate. She has been crate trained, which has worked wonders for her. She really finds it nice and secure in there. It's not cruel at all if you are someone who doesn't know much about crate training um, as much as I would love to sleep with a snuggly puppy but the first thing that we do is I open up the door of the crate and she will have a nice beautiful stretch which is the cutest thing ever and then I will just squat down and we'll have a little bit of a cuddle there on the floor which is just the nicest way to start the day with those cuddles especially if you are someone like me whose love language is physical touch and then what I will do is I I will let her outside to go to the toilet while I come back into the bathroom and I start my morning skincare routine, which I like to keep really nice and simple. I usually just cleanse my face and then apply my serum and that's pretty much it. And then I go and start the kettle and also put some sourdough in the toaster so that that can be doing its thing while I am going and getting dressed and then I will come back out and I will have a nice morning tea just because it is winter at the moment and so it is such a nice way to give yourself a warm little hug from within and then I will eat my breakfast go and get dressed and put on my makeup and head out for my morning river walk with Callie who is my little puppy and so we will usually do that from about 7 30 to 8 30 and then I will make it back home in time for half an hour of meditation and journaling or just whatever personal development I feel like I want to do that morning even if it is maybe like a course or something like that and then I will be ready to start work at night. Though I do work for myself from home and I don't need to stick to the nine to five work week and I can work whatever hours I like. I've personally found it to be a lot more productive and just makes me feel better when I do stick to the 9am start time because then it will get to lunchtime and I've already achieved three hours worth of work and I just feel a lot more productive throughout the day than if I were to sleep in and start work at say 11 and then midday will come around and I haven't achieved that much yet. So it's just a little mental game, but I've found that it actually is beneficial for me to stick to that. Though if you are a nighttime person, obviously you can do what you like if you're self-employed and you can choose your own work hours to best suit you. So now we know Mad's morning routine. I want to know how that differs from her ideal morning routine. Hmm. How would my ideal morning routine differ to what it is now? The only thing that I can think of is that I kind of wish that I was a little bit more of a morning person. I do find it quite difficult to wake up any earlier than seven in winter and six in summer, um, but that's not usually early enough for the sunrise. And I really do love sunrise and sunset. I just think they are the prettiest thing. So I think if it was more automatic for me to get up a little bit earlier when it's dark and actually be on my morning walk, 
walk for the sunrise. I think that that would be a beautiful start to the day. But at the moment, I am enjoying a little bit more sleep, particularly because it is a little bit colder. And yeah, I think that's probably the only thing that I would change. I want to know what Madison's morning non-negotiables are. My biggest non-negotiable in my morning routine, which it seems weird to say because sometimes I don't get to this every single morning, even though I'm calling it a non-negotiable, but I do notice a huge difference between the mornings that I do get to fit this in and the mornings that I don't, and that is my river walk. I just love being around water. I love being outside um, in the fresh air, and I, yeah, I just notice such a huge difference in my mood, my energy, my productivity throughout the day when I actually do get to make time for that morning river walk. And there are two routes that I can go on on my river walk. And so if I get to go on the longer one hour route, then I I just love that route. That's my favorite. But sometimes I am running short for time. Maybe I do have something on a little bit earlier that I need to account for um, and speed up my morning routine a little bit. So I may only go on the half an hour walk or I may not get to it at all. And that's totally okay. Such is life. We do need to be a little bit flexible at time, but at least I can know in myself and recognize the difference that that walk does make for me so that it kind of gives me a little bit more of an excuse and a motivation to make the time for that in my routine. I've so enjoyed listening to Mads chat about her morning routine. I'd love to know what her best tip is for you guys at home. My number one tip for creating a morning routine that works best for you is to have a strong why and be very aware of it. So don't just go on a morning walk or meditate or journal because you've seen it on Instagram and it looks good. Because if that is your reason why you're implementing the things that you are into your morning routine, then it just won't last. Whereas if you have a strong why and you know that you feel so much happier, so much more energized when you go on your morning walks, or you know that you feel more clear, more focused, and less anxious when you do the meditation and the journaling in the morning, then that is going to be a lot stronger of a motivation to do those things every morning and to show up for yourself than if you're just doing it because it's kind of like the thing to do or it looks good. So anything that you implement into your morning, whether it is Insta-worthy or not, just make sure that you're doing it for you and that you have a strong motivator or a strong why behind it so that you feel more inclined to show up for yourself in that way every day. Thank you for letting me share my morning with you and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wednesday Wake Up Call with Madison Doan. 